Hi everyone, this is the Wellness Lab. Our podcast has been recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people and we wish to acknowledge them as the traditional owners. We also acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which our listeners tune in from. We'd like to pay our respects to the elders past and present and emerging. And today we're going to be talking about good health and wellness with the overall asking theme on nutrition and physical health, providing practical tips, and Corinne's a guest speaker today. So Corinne, you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, hey, everyone. I'm Corinne. I run an online coaching and personal training business called Mufu PT, where we focus on building our clients up um, by, you know, really honing in on performance pursuits over aesthetic aspirations. So, Everything we do is really geared towards helping our clients lead more performance-driven and healthful lives, especially in a world that tends to glorify and celebrate aesthetic perfection. So we really just, we do a lot of strength-focused training, um, really focusing on the nitty-gritty parts of nutrition. And hopefully what comes out of that is a really beautiful relationship with health and well-being. Nice. So how's that, how's that been going with lockdown and all the challenges that come with that? It's a little tricky. Um, although I am quite lucky, I do have a number of clients in different parts of the world. I have one of my clients is in Italy. One of my clients is in New Zealand. There's a lot going on and I do have different clients in different states as well. But for all my Victorian guys and girls, it's and, and my Sydney girls as well, it's very tricky to sort of transition away from gym-based training to what can we do at home. Um, and yeah. it's always sort of important to remind them like, hey, part of what we really focus on is like moving for you. Obviously, you're not able to train in a gym based environment, but what can we do that still mimics those movements at home and what is within our control? Lockdown is very much out of our control. So what can we do to really just make a positive impact on our lives um, that is still you know, tangible um, where we can't access a gym at the moment? Oh, nice. So how do they really find that like how do they get the motivation I guess sometimes it's not the same as going to a gym being in that environment like now you've got to do it virtually how do you motivate them yeah one of my a fair few of my clients have been like hey I know I'm not going to be able to do this at this time can we focus on something else so we then sort of put more attention into the nutrition side of things and figure out where we can um, improve their life from that side as opposed to just training Um, but obviously you know there are a lot of my clients who make the decision, actually, let's take, you know, ourselves out of the home environment, let's train outside, or let's make a different space in our home environment that is just for training. Uh, Obviously, when I when I started training in lockdown last year, in the first lockdown, my gym space was my childhood rumpus room, which was not ideal at all, because all I could really think of while training is you know, flopping down on the couch in between my sets. And I'm like, this isn't really the best idea for me because I'm just going to end up here for three hours. Uh, So I ended up making the decision to move into my garage and blast some music during that time as well. And that was a really motivational factor because I took the training outside and I put it in a different space that wasn't associated directly with the home. So that definitely helped a lot. Yeah, so like less distractions. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So what are, what are ways that you found really helpful and practical tips you can provide for nutrition in terms of people that are in lockdown um, find it very difficult, you know, to eat, um, mm. to get that, to really get the nutrition value as well out of their food? What are ways that you found that's really helped you throughout your, your training and your career? Yeah. 
So I think one of the big things that no one really looks to uh, is the Australian Healthy Eating Guidelines, which is a public uh, like booklet of information that you know provides the general public with an easy to understand framework for healthy eating. So it basically says that we need to strive to achieve and maintain a healthy weight by being physically active um, and choosing nutritious foods that meet our energy needs. Uh, it yep. specifies, you know, enjoying a variety of nutritious food from the five main food groups and also limiting intake of additional saturated fats, added sugars and salt and excessive alcohol uh, consumption as well. So it's a very sort of um, mundane uh, framework for most people. And a lot of people tend to skip over it and go towards the extremes of let's have X much protein or let's just have all these different BCAA drinks. But if we look at the basics and, and the nuts and bolts of it, if we eat just a little bit of all the main, all of the main five food groups, that sort of gives us the perfect foundation for, you know, fostering a really good relationship with nutrition. And uh, you might find it interesting that less than 5% of the Australian population actually meet their daily fruit and vegetable requirements. So I suppose that yeah. says a lot about <laughs> our uh, national nutritional well-being which is quite yeah. interesting but um I think a lot of people do tend to hate fruit and veg because you know it's the the nutritious part we'd much prefer to have you know cake and cookies but there are definitely some easy strategies to incorporating them in your in your diet that might be a, a little bit more feasible or easy yeah. to handle uh I usually try and, and I do this with my clients as well is to recommend them have you know, vegetables at lunch and dinner and then incorporate food as either a snack with or with breakfast or as a dessert. And you can do lots of different things to sort of jazz them up by adding sauces or adding nut butters, putting them in cereals and yogurts, just trying to find ways to make those, I guess, less desirable foods, quote unquote, a little bit uh, more palatable uh, yeah. to, to make sure that we are getting those essential nutrients in because they are really important and we do tend to gloss over them a little bit. Something else that I'd probably argue is really important uh, is protein intake. So yeah. most Australians lack a, a sufficient amount of protein. Protein is super important for building in uh, a, a sufficient amount of, you know, lean muscle mass and sustaining that as well, but also contributes to healthy bone density, especially as we age. So you'll notice that a lot of the older population will tend to experience things like arthritis or uh, just a decrease in bone density. And the way that we can offset that is by increasing our protein intake as we age. Yeah. So, yeah, that's usually yeah. about 1.8 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. But usually you can sort of just look at that and think a palm sized representation of protein in each meal. Um, but you could also just think of uh yeah, incorporating protein in every meal is usually something that I gravitate towards either opting for like three pieces of chicken breast at lunch, you know, 100 grams of mince at dinner, adding some, you know, yogurt or incorporating like a protein shake into your day. Super easy ways that you don't really notice the protein coming in, but it makes such a difference on your overall life and your energy levels as well, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's the one thing I was going to say, because I'm not I'm not really big into nutrition. Um, myself like I like I like to go gym like to work out but haven't really paid attention to it yeah and I guess like, well, like from the biggest thing like you just said mentioned energy how do you how do you gauge that do you just like do you wake up more more uplifted or is it a progressive thing you start to notice over time or is it like an instant instant notice well that's quite interesting you mentioned that as well because uh 
one of my clients is vegan and we had to increase his protein intake because obviously vegans get less of it due to obviously, yeah. you know, prioritizing more carbohydrate heavy foods. Um, and he noticed a huge increase within 12, sorry, within 12, within two weeks of just increasing his protein intake, just being able to get up and feel more refreshed, not feeling so lethargic moving around throughout the day and his exercise performance improved as well, which is what you really want. You want to maximize the most out of your training. Yeah. So having the nutrition behind you to really support that is really important. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think many people pay attention to it. So it's really interesting. Um, just got a quick question I'll mention now. What foods can vegans eat which have proteins? Uh, I would say probably the most popular ones or the ones that do have a higher uh, density of protein would be tofu and tempa. I think that's how you say tempa. Um, yeah. But also there are some really fantastic um, plant-based protein powders that you can add to like protein pancakes, mug cakes. You can make so much out of protein powder other, other than just a smoothie or a shake. Um, my personal favorite would be the rule one plant protein because it's the least grainy. A lot of people complain about protein powders. They can be a little bit gritty or taste a bit like soil, especially yeah. the, the plant based ones. So those are probably my most you know high recommendations. But if you have the flexibility and the means to include, you know, lots of beans and lentils, um, different types of uh, like red lentil pasta is also a really great way to incorporate both carbohydrate and protein in the one, in the same meal. So those options as well. Yeah, nice. Um, I guess like for someone that finds it very difficult to switch to like good nutrition, what are ways that you've taught your clients into to take more baby steps to implement it? I usually provide daily uh, accountability tasks. So it's very small things. You want to tick off the low hanging fruits before you sort of progress on to the more advanced steps, I, I suppose. So it's, you know, yeah. making sure you're getting, you know, two servings of fruit per day, four servings of vegetables, making sure you're really hitting that, you know, water intake as well. People tend to forget how important water is and we'll get to the end of the day and maybe I've only had like a liter of water and you're like, oh, no wonder I feel a bit, you know, dehydrated yeah, and, yeah. you know, lethargic. So grab yourself a one liter water bottle that you can regularly fill up throughout the day and you'll be able to actually notice just how little or how much you have throughout the day as well. Um, I have noticed that a lot of my clients are particularly challenged by the perception that carbs are, you know, quote unquote bad for you. And something yeah. that we do really focus on at Move For You and with how I program for my clients is to really take the, uh, I guess, stigma away from carbohydrates. You know, carbs are there to fuel your performance, to uh, improve your, your day and your satiety. So it's really important that we get those healthy carbohydrates in. And if you go back to the Australian Healthy Eating Guidelines, they do recommend, you know, six servings at minimum of, you know, grains and cereals and, and whole like rice, potatoes, things like that per day. So it's not something that we need to neglect or feel guilty around. They're a huge important source for facilitating performance. And that's something that we do really focus highly on, or at least it should be focused more on. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I've got a question about the water. So yeah, I I tend to like you know have like maybe like a liter of water a day, and um at night time I can really feel it, so I have like another liter. Is it at the end of the day if you do that replenish your water to like supply at the end of the day? Is it the same as like during the day? Like is it any big difference? I think the biggest difference would probably if you had another liter of water at night, you you would be surely getting up 
during your sleep to use the bathroom, surely. <laughs> um, but actually, Tarshan, for someone of your height as well, you should be having at least four litres of water. So you better get on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's something I need to look into. <laughs> definitely. Um, I would probably, what I do at least, um, and what I recommend is to hit a litre of water before 12 o'clock, you know, like midday. And then I'll yeah. have another leader within the next couple of hours and then do another one in the evening. And I try to stop having water about, you know, an hour or so before I go to bed. Might have a couple of sips of tea or or just a, a few sips of water. But I, I do tend to notice that if you, you know, back end your water intake, you're going to be going to the bathroom like crazy throughout the night, which is definitely not desirable because sleep is very important. <laughs> So I guess I'm pretty lucky then because I don't really wake up. Once I'm out, I'm Yeah, out. you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for like a, a question for students as well, um, mm. how would how would they they manage like nutrition um, for study? Like, you know, if you want a snack, like, you know, you've, some students stay up late to, to study. Yeah. If they wanted a snack, like, what's a good a good late night snack that they can have that's going to be provide value or like, you know, help them study? You know, it's got the good benefits for it from the, what you eat. Yeah, as a student myself, and I'm completing my honours year this year, so it is quite stressful. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I admit that I am up later than I should be, but obviously I would recommend, you know, not going to bed awfully late, still uh, yeah. making sure you're getting that at least six hours of sleep. I say at least. Um, but I would probably opt for something that's more uh, uh, protein-based before we go to bed, um, maybe like a um, – a protein custard or some oats even to bring on that you know heavy sometimes heavy carbs uh later at night can bring on like a uh, quote-unquote carb coma and help us ease into sleep a little bit better um but obviously yeah. anything that's going to facilitate feeling i guess not too energized but feeling content and satisfied before we go to bed is also a good option limiting fruit um too late at night is also a good idea we want to off we want to include fruit earlier in the day so we don't get any digestive discomfort too late at night but I, I do personally stand by not eating uh, at least three hours before bed so that we can actually go to sleep and you know sleep effectively as opposed to spending our time uh, in sleep by digesting if we yeah. eat too close to bed we end up spending more of that time asleep digesting the food that we've consumed as opposed to sleeping efficiently Okay, and I think we're going to move into sleeping as well. What are the benefits of getting good sleep as a student, um, especially oh lockdown now? Especially <laughs> lockdown now as well. Like, I tend to find myself up later than normal because I of, agree with you on that yeah, one. I, yeah. I find that for myself as well because even though we seem to have more time in the day, it still feels like we have to back end everything because it it does kind of seem like lockdown just each day blends into another. Um, it does, yeah. But yeah, I think with getting to sleep, sleep is so important, especially for students in terms of being able to function effectively the next day. Like unless you're on a roll, I would go to sleep as soon as you start to feel a little bit tired because otherwise you might feel like you have a little bit more to go in terms of study or with work. But at, at the end, it's going to come at a detriment of the work, the quality of the work that you're able to produce. So if you go to bed that's that little bit earlier when you are starting to feel tired, you could even wake up a little bit earlier and get more out and get more out of your I guess um just productivity as opposed to spending time up late maybe just listening to Spotify or ending up in yeah. a rabbit hole on YouTube um being able to like you know put the computer down put your work down and realize that you know your time would be better spent resting and actually solidifying a lot of the information that you're absorbing as opposed to staying up late eyes 
going bloodshot staring at a screen um you can get more of that work productive work done the next day uh, and get more more done as opposed to just spending x amount of time on a computer definitely because i I always tend to lose focus late at night yeah and then i I stay up late i'm powering through it and the next day i'm just it's a repetitive cycle yeah Yeah, the next day same thing like Mm. get up later um is there is there any benefits of the time you wake up like say if you if you got a good bedtime or is it just it's just if you get those minimum six hours to eight hours of sleep it shouldn't it shouldn't really matter what time it is no i wouldn't say it matters what time you get up as long as you're getting a sufficient amount of sleep um i think it's also important to flag for students as well that it's not necessarily the hours spent asleep but it's more the quality of sleep that you get so if you get you know five hours of uninterrupted sleep versus someone who gets seven hours of interrupted sleep i would say the the fewer hours, but, you know, that being consistent as opposed to waking up throughout the night is far more valuable than the latter. Um, obviously, we want to make sure that we're not having, you know, excessively vivid dreams that interrupt our sleep patterns or waking up to use the bathroom or waking up because your cat sits on your face, in my personal experience. Um, <laughs> we much prefer un- we much prefer uninterrupted sleep so that we can actually, you know, solidify a lot of the information that we've absorbed and, um, you know, make use of that NREM and REM sleep time. Okay. So I want to quickly get a question back going back to nutrition. Mm. For yourself personally, how yeah. you have you felt, how have you integrated ways in your life um in in overall yeah. to really get the benefits out of it? I guess so for me I've I'm in this I say this lightly, but I'm an aspiring competitive bodybuilder. COVID has Life impacted <laughs> impacted my attempts at least twice now, which is quite frustrating. Um, yeah. But I'm also, tr- you know, moving into the powerlifting space. So nutrition is very important for me. Uh, and I make use of an app called MyFitnessPal. I don't recommend yeah. everyone or most people use it, although I will say that what it has allowed for me is to eliminate any of the s- sense of restriction that I had around that I had around food as a kid or any of the um, hang-ups that I had around carbohydrates because, you know, pasta was bad, quote-unquote, or because I couldn't have chocolate. My fitness power really taught me um, that I can eat flexibly flexibly and have what I want in a day and not serve as a detriment to my life or my well-being. I can incorporate everything that I want um, and there'd be no guilt attached to that, which is quite phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Because I've, I've heard, I think people told me as well. I've looked, I've looked at that my fitness app. Um, it's all about the amount you eat yeah. throughout the day. So that's yes. really, that's really it, I guess. Then also like, yeah, the benefits of having good food, like veggies, fruit, um, natural food, as well. Besides, besides all the sugars, that plays a big part. Yeah. Yeah. I think what that. it's also taught me that you know, having foods like, you know, I can have a pop tart. And it not be have a negative impact on me because when you really think about it, all carbohydrates and all carbohydrates, sorry, are metabolized into sugars anyway. So yeah. you know, there's there's a lot that you learn through um, flexible uh, dieting or flexible eating um, that gives you a really well-rounded approach and understanding to food that you might not otherwise have, and you might otherwise just perceive that you know, oh, because the media or advertising is telling me that you know pasta is bad, I have to have protein pasta, or I have to have wholemeal pasta for it to be you know healthful. That's definitely not true. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, I guess we'll move on to our next next topic now. So physical physical health. 
Yes. So obviously this is a big part of your your career. Um, you teach and you have clients for it. Um, you probably you probably live, breathe, asleep, you know, physical physical well being as well. So can you give us like a little little insight for people that more more to in lockdown and mm. not even out of lockdown after that people do we get out of lockdown? How can how can they implement little ways in their life to really benefit off the physical do like, like committing physical activities? Um, how can they really benefit off that? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the one thing we really sort of need to ingrain with most people is to make physical activity a non-negotiable. So there are many things in life that are considered non-negotiable, such as brushing our teeth and having regular showers. But these aren't activities that we consciously think about. We just do them. They're part of our everyday life. And we can we can similarly apply the same logic to other aspects of our lives as well um, by creating certain lifestyle non-negotiables that make healthy habits part of our daily routine. Um, So if you think about it that way, if you want to change the way you look, perform, feel, you need to change the way that you live. And adopting healthy habits is a lifestyle change. It's not an all or nothing approach. It's something that you integrate into your life and movement works the same way. Um, So it's, you know, whether you want to lose weight, prove your body comp, enhance your cardiovascular fitness or just lead a really happy and healthy life you should always try and you can do this in and out of lockdown move more and move often when most people spend especially now when most people spend an excessive amount of time just sitting down behind a desk um, engaging in both planned and unplanned physical activity is a really necessary component um, to improve our you know well-being so uh, in lockdown we can go on a lot of walks um, we can get, we can accumulate a lot of steps, which is awesome. We can also do a lot of at-home movement in terms of just body circuit training, um, but at least trying to aim for those like eight to ten thousand steps a day, so that we are actually getting up regularly throughout our, you know, sit- seated intervals. Um, you know, because most of the time, as students especially, we are stuck behind our, uh, you know, computers. Screens, screens, our phones, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, because for me, I've been trying to get into a bit more physical activity. Um, obviously, summer's coming up. Trying to get that, trying to get shredded. Of course. Big body. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've, I've also noticed that, you know, working out more, like once you've, once you've like set yourself a goal, like, hey, I'm going to do this amount of physical activity per day or I'm going to go to the gym at home if I've got weights. I'm going to do these many sets and really work on this and really push yourself. You feel like you, you're smashing out goals. And then I feel like once you once you achieve like you've done that, you just feel you feel better as well. Like your whole your whole heart feels good. Like you feel uplifted and you're ready to go do something else. Like you're ready it's to smash it. Invigorating. Like yeah. if I can recommend something to like anyone, <laughs> replace your cardio with weight training if you can. Because, you know, obviously we still want to maintain some level of cardiovascular fitness. We don't want to walk up a flight of stairs and be puffed. But, you know, and women tend to go overkill with this, believing that cardio is more is better for aesthetics. Um, but there's so, so many more physiological benefits to weight training, you know, improved posture, joint health, muscular, muscular strength, um, enhanced performance of your everyday activities, the reduction in chronic disease. There's just so many benefits to moving with a, a bar or with dumbbells or any other weight resistance um so i i definitely encourage even at home if you can just get your hands on like a small dumbbell or a couple of two kilo um kettlebells or something just anything to keep you moving and add some weight to what you're lifting will make a huge impact on your quality of life and um muscle health later on as well especially now with like 
restrictions and being active you know, for a few hours a day. I guess like being outdoors as well, that's a big thing that I think as all students need to do, like take a break from your study life and you need maybe just go outside for a bit, go for a walk, or do, yeah. go do something. Um, well, there are a lot of benefits as well to being exposed to the sun early in the day. Like our bodies respond really well to our circadian rhythm responds really well to having early sunlight exposure. It's a really helpful way to regulate our um, melatonin and sleeping schedules, which is really awesome too. So for students, okay. that is definitely a must. Yeah, that's something I didn't actually know. Yeah. yeah. In the mornings. There you go. So like people that are struggling, like, you know, like some people have the lack of motivation, I guess. Um, what would you suggest for them to do to, to really just make a start? You know, if it's not walking, if it's walking or if it's in the house, some little things they can do, what would you recommend? Um, I mean, aside from walking, obviously walking is one of those main things. It's, an, it's, an, it's something easy that you can do. Um, but obviously if you're at home and you don't have access to weights or, you know, don't have access to any sort of, I guess, facility to facilitate weight training, um, I would probably make use of a lot of plyometrics or bodyweight exercises. There are a lot of bodyweight exercises that you can do um, to really just make the most of training your body and, and moving well. Um, pistol squats are a great one. All you need is a little, is a chair or a step uh, to do those. Single legs, so it makes it a lot harder. Um, yeah. learning, learning how to do push-ups, that's a real good one. Um, starting on your knees and progressing forwards or regressing back to an elevated position so that you can make use of the different angles as well. Um, Bulgarian split squats are a really good one to progress with without yeah, any they're, weight. <laughs> they're yeah, a killer. They're a killer. I've done them before. <laughs> um, you can also add tempo to exercises to increase the time under tension. So uh, like a three count descent on the way down, pause at the bottom and then come up. That definitely increases the tension placed on the muscle. Um, and then if, if you if you feel compelled to adding some plyometrics in there with, um, you know, jump squats or jump lunges, different types of Tabata exercises are really helpful as well. There are lots of different um, apps that you can download to follow a Tabata style uh, circuit and add that into your training too. Okay. What apps would you recommend people to get onto? Oh, actually. I've, I've been using the Nike workout app myself. Oh, that's quite that's... good. It's, I yeah, mean, it's, I prefer to create my own uh, workouts and then sort of add them into my program. But I suppose okay. one that I do like for, um, you know, regulating Tabata exercises is called HIT and Tabata. It's really simple. It's just a timer. Um, and then the timer sort of regulates how often you do or how how short an exercise time is followed by the rest period. So you can do one exercise, superset it with something else, have that rest period, and the timer counts it down for you. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to do it yourself, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Have a little assistant on your phone. <laughs> exactly. Um, what? So we actually another question here. So from Emily, one of the other students. Mm -hmm. um, I have a five-minute study break every half an hour. What is some physical activities I can get to get my blood circulating or just get some circulation? Five-minute study break. I would probably take the time to do some, um, like, prehabilitative uh, pre exercises for your lower back. So I have – every Monday I have four-hour back-to-back classes, and it's absolutely exhausting. And it's really it, – it takes a toll on my lower back, and it hurts a lot. Um, so what I try to do, even during that session, I'll just, like, turn my, my video cam off and I'll hop down on the carpet – and do some cobras to alleviate any stress from my lower back. 
I will do some cat-cow stretches and exercises. I'll do or incorporate some planks, side planks, front planks, just to really, you know, turn on my, my core and get my, um, I guess, refer some of that or, or alleviate some of that lower back tension and pain from having sat in a chair for so long. So being able to do some exercises to alleviate some tension is probably a really good way to just split up your class time. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, to move on to the next one, I guess like physical physical health, I guess, I guess people just always tend to, to um, you know, put it in the, the category of like you got to always be physical and moving and all that but there's more there's more to it isn't it like you you gotta when you look at physical health it's also your mental sorry not your mental but like you know you've got to combine everything else and all yeah that. It, it's a very holistic process yeah. um people tend to just think about you know yeah, moving and um you know training and f- training in the sense of physical activity but especially now during lockdown mental health and and how that plays into our physical well-being too is immensely important. I hope that, you know, most people are able to source um, a psychologist or a therapist or someone out there, a friend, that they can vent to to really sort of alleviate some of the tension that they're experienced. I've dealt with a lot of mental health issues over the past, you know, 12 months. Being in lockdown, it is quite difficult opening a business in the middle of COVID and being like, hey, I'm starting something new. Let's hope this goes well and I don't end up broke. Um, <laughs> but also just the fact that, you know, lockdown has a really powerful impact on our brain where our brain is trying to respond to a threat that is invisible. So our amygdala yeah. is just shouting like red sirens all the time being like, hello, something is, I'm alert right now. I'm not safe. But we can't always perceive that stress either um, because if it's all around us. We're embedded in it. Um, so we do need to take the time to be more gentle with ourselves. It's not always about being physical and moving. Sometimes it's actually about regressing inwards and spending more time with ourselves um, and our minds to really facilitate that mental health and, and wellness. Okay. Yeah, because um, that's what I think someone once told me as well. Like it's sleep, nutrition, physical, like moving and um, working out. And then also your mental, like that's probably the biggest one. Absolutely. If you, have a, if you have a good mindset, then everything else seems to fall in place. But the hardest thing is to get get in that good mindset. And yeah, especially now. Especially with you as well, you know, starting a business, having uni, and then obviously you you got clients as well for that you train. Um, what are ways that you do, I guess, to manage all of those you know, different activities that you've done in your life? Well, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult um, because there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, I try to surround myself as much as I can with really supportive individuals. I'm very lucky to have a very wonderful and supportive partner and family right around me who I, yeah. I get to spend time with every day um, who remind me that, you know, it's, it's okay to step back. Um, it's okay to take a break. Um, the world isn't going to crumble if you can't do X thing by this time. Like, yes, as students, we have assignments. We have to prioritise those things. Um, But at the same time, we also have to, you know, look after ourselves because if we don't look after ourselves, those other things aren't going to get done anyway. So it's it's really important to be able to be kind and be gentle and, and show ourselves the compassion that we give our friends that we so often neglect to give ourselves. So um, what I do at least is, you know, I try to debrief with my friends and family. Um, every week with my clients, we do a 
uh, one hour check-in calls that we can touch base and have some social interaction because obviously during lockdown that's quite limited so it's nice yeah. to be able to see someone else's face and just have a laugh for an hour and and debrief and just talk things through um, and I've noticed that my clients definitely benefit from that and, and I benefit from it too being able to talk with them and just share our sort of day-to-day -day doings just to break things down and, and have a, a moment to ourselves. Yeah all right so I think and that's pretty much it that sums up that sums up the podcast um we'll just go over the the practical tips again quickly just give a recap so you mentioned nutrition and the benefits of that if not feeling lethargic um ways you can implement that with the food and you don't have to make it you can like make it like um, use peanut butter you can use a nice food and the app that you mentioned my mm -hmm. fitness app my fitness, my fitness pal, pal. That's a, yep mm -hmm. yeah that's a, that's a good app i guess to keep track and see what what's good with the calories um sleep six eight hours of sleep at least that's a big one at <laughs> six, least six, at least <laughs> six eight hours and water so water is a big thing um make sure you drink your water i need to drink my four, yes, four liters of water <laughs> so i'll get onto that um and then obviously like physical physical health i guess go for walks um doing plyometric training Obviously, if you have access to a barbell, by all means, yeah. continue to weight train as much as you can. If you've got a barbell and some plates, you're, you're really home and hose. You don't need much else other than that um, to, to get a really good workout. But, you know, if there is space for someone to sort of invest in a coach to help with programming during a lockdown, I think that is sort of something that most people should lean to. Um, it also gives you the accountability and the support that you might otherwise need during lockdown because then you get get a new friend out of it, someone there to, you know, be yeah. there for you and actually, you know, someone who who cares about your well-being and your progress, which I, I personally think is valuable. I've kept my own coach for the duration of lockdown as well. So that's definitely something that I sort of really advocate for. Yeah, definitely stand by that. Um, and as well, mental. So, like, you know, make sure your mind's sharp, um, stay on top of things, organise, prioritise your tasks. Um so yeah, so there's you've given quite a few tips. Quite good. a few tips. So that'd be good for people listening. Um they can so. definitely go over that and then hopefully implement that into their lives. Um for any anyone that's looking to you know, contact Corinne, get in get in touch, could you provide some details, I guess, and I'll upload on the Instagram page. Absolutely. Start. Absolutely. So um I'm easily contactable uh through my Instagram at, at Corinne Wooden, pretty simple. Or you can search for the fairy quad mother, I'll pop up. If you search that too. <laughs> um, you can also find my business, Move For You PT, uh, on Instagram as well. It's just Move For You PT. Um, and from there, if you're if anyone's ever interested in applying for coaching, we have a little link up available. And we do also supply at-home programming with minimal or no equipment to obviously having a home gym set up as well. So we're very flexible with how we do things. Um, so, yeah, easily contactable. That concludes our podcast. Thank you, Corinne, for speaking with me about nutrition and physical health. If this discussion has raised any issues for you or anyone who you care for, please see our list of phone numbers and other resources in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for podcast two next week.